0: Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Tuesday,
1: May 16th. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. And includes
0: features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm Megan Aftermath, And
1: I'm Maya Sargent. And here are some headlines for you today.
0: Mayor Eric Adams has turned to schools for help with the current migrant crisis in New York City. That's following the expiration
1: of Title 42 last week. Over 4,000 asylum seekers landed in the city just last week, and Mayor Adams is anticipating 15 busloads of migrants by the weekend.
0: Seven public schools in Brooklyn and Staten Island are currently being used to house migrants. Mayor Adams says they are looking at 20 school gyms in total.
1: But parents at the selected schools are unhappy with this decision. They're worried for their children's safety. Jessamine Lee is a parent on the Panel for Educational Policy.
0: On social media, she tweeted that there seems to be no plan in place to separate
1: migrants
0: and school children.
1: She says the presence of unknown adults in schools is causing a lot of fear-mongering.
0: Mayor Adams says the decision to house migrants in
1: schools was not a comfortable one. Governor Hochul has allocated a billion dollars in the current budget to support the migrant crisis, but the mayor says that's not enough support.
0: He's calling for federal and state assistance and emergency action down at the
1: border. This afternoon, President Biden will deliver remarks at the Jewish American Heritage Month celebration. He will discuss how his administration is confronting
0: anti-Semitism in the country.
1: The event will include performances from the Broadway revival of Parade. The show recounts the real-life trial and hanging of a Jewish factory owner who was wrongfully accused of murder in 1913. The president will also
0: discuss how he was motivated to run for office after witnessing a neo-Nazi march in Virginia six years ago. That's according to the Associated Press.
1: A handful of car manufacturers, including Ford and BMW, have plans to phase out AM radio in future models. Some have already eliminated it completely.
0: AM radio was the first type of radio broadcast in the United States
1: and it still brings in over 80 million listeners each month. Most of the car companies have expressed that AM radio is not compatible with electric vehicles. And that's because
0: electric motors have the tendency to generate electromagnetic waves. They interfere with AM
1: radio transmissions. But some United States lawmakers say there are already technologies in place to avoid this problem. For example, Massachusetts Senator Ed Markey sent letters to over a dozen auto manufacturers in December, urging them to keep AM radio in their future models.
0: That's largely due to the fact that radio stations, especially AM radio stations, continue to operate during emergencies and can alert the public in times of crisis.
1: And others have even joined the fight to save AM radio. This year, the National Association of Broadcasters launched a campaign to highlight the importance of AM radio in cars.
0: Adidas is planning to sell its remaining stock of
1: Yeezys and give the money to charity. The iconic shoe line was created in collaboration with Ye, the artist formerly known as Kanye West. The company has been struggling
0: to decide what to do with the stockpile of sneakers since it cut its ties with Ye last year
1: after he made some anti-Semitic comments. Today is the beginning of the 76th Cannes Film Festival in France.
0: This year's jury is being helmed by Swedish filmmaker
1: Ruben Osland and includes American actress Brie Larson. Some highly anticipated films include Wes Anderson's Asteroid City, and Martin Scorsese's Killers of the Flower Moon. But the iconic film festival is not without controversy this year. That's right, Maya. The opening film tonight is Jean du Barry, which stars the alleged abuser Johnny Depp and has been met with pushback from fans and folks in the industry alike.
0: And as the films get underway today, screenwriters in the States continue to picket on behalf of the Writers Guild of America in both Los Angeles and New York. The
1: festival will run until May 27th.
0: And on this day in 1966,
1: the Beach Boys released their iconic album, Pet Sounds. It featured some of their most famous hits and some of my favourites, including God Only Knows and Wouldn't It Be Nice.
0: The album would spend 39 weeks on the Billboard's album chart. The
1: House of Cannabis in Soho is a multi sensory exhibit that highlights the history of marijuana. WFUV's Isabel Danzis went downtown to learn about how the museum
0: is honoring cannabis culture and reckoning with the plant's sometimes controversial past.
2: When you first enter the culture floor of Soho's new House of Cannabis, THC NYC, you're met with an immersive video about the history of cannabis culture. The museum is dedicated to cannabis and how it is used and impacts lives. Marcel Fry, the co-founder of the museum, says the House of Cannabis intends to honor the plant
3: because it has impacted lives for thousands of years. The House of Cannabis, THC NYC, is a multi-sensory experience that journeys guests into and through the world of cannabis. Mm -hmm. We felt that uh, cannabis really deserved a very elevated home because it's something that has been a part of people's lives for 6,000 years.
2: The House of Cannabis is divided into three floors. The top floor focuses on culture and how cannabis has shaped music, the arts, fashion, and more. The second centers on agriculture, It shows off cannabis growing and explains what specific properties of the plant can do when consumed. And lastly, the final floor is ascension. The ascension floor features the hypnodrome. It is an immersive 10 minute long hypnotic journey. Imagine a movie theater, big comfy chairs in rows in front of a screen. When the presentation starts, this music starts playing and colors appear on the screen. They spread onto the walls and the ceiling, melting and growing into new colors, shapes, and spaces. And this whole experience is marketed as a way to meet your higher self.
3: We wanted people to just be completely immersed and engaged and curious. And so we designed an experience that was very accurate and would reach cannabis aficionados Recreational cannabis users, medical cannabis users, as well as the curious, We've had lots of people come in that don't um, actually use cannabis, and they absolutely love it.
2: However, in addition to showing off how marijuana can be used to enhance life, the house of cannabis does not shy away from the tormented past of the substance.
3: I think you can't tell the story of cannabis without telling the story of social justice and social equity. And it was incredibly important to us to do that in a correct manner.
2: Located on floor four, the culture floor, the museum features an exhibit called The Forum. Walking into the exhibit, rectangular screens are placed in a semicircle with a video of a person speaking. Looking at all the screens at once, all the voices blend together And it's impossible to tell what one person is saying. However, once you stand directly in front of one, the other voices are drowned out and you can hear one person tell their story. And their stories feature how cannabis has negatively impacted their lives. In addition to showing off cannabis usage in this way, the museum actively deals with the repercussions of a cannabis conviction.
3: The House of Cannabis really likes to walk its talk, and so not only are we um, informing the public about these issues and helping them to understand it by breaking it down even further than it's typically broken down and hearing testimony, real testimony from the people that it has affected, but it needs to be a part of our DNA we need to walk our talk. So 30% of our employees, and possibly more, are all formerly car- incarcerated. The
2: House of Cannabis partnered with a Second U Foundation.
3: Second U is an organization
2: that focuses on helping formerly incarcerated individuals find careers. Hector Guadalupe is the founder and executive director of Second U. He says the partnership with the House of Cannabis is especially important because of cannabis' history in the United States.
4: It's really important because of the, the racial disparities Based on brown and Latino and black communities that are faced with with these outrageous um, marijuana convictions um, throughout that we've seen throughout the country. Um, men and women are serving life sentences for pot.
2: Guadalupe says that employing people at the House of Cannabis, especially those with marijuana charges, is a way to stand up against these types of convictions.
4: This is sort of our, um, I would say the THC, um, House of Cannabis and the Second Use, Pledge against um, this modern day slavery by hiring some of these returning citizens who have marijuana and, and uh, charges and have served time and have had their lives ruined because of cannabis convictions. And now showing that they can be employed at, at, at this really, really cool museum and build careers and move on to be productive uh, uh, citizens and professionals.
2: The House of Cannabis is a permanent installation in Soho. I'm Isabel Danzis,
1: WFUV News. That was WFUV's Isabel Danzis at the House of Cannabis in Soho. And that's our show for today. I'm Maya Sargent. And I'm Megan Aftermath. Check back with us tomorrow at 3 o'clock for more news, music and culture. And tell
0: your friends so they can find WFUV's What's What at WFUVnews.org and wherever you get your podcasts.